On your mark. Get set. Go! Start right. These two teams are using their heads to scramble up a lead. One team will be cracking with 25 bucks in control of the show, but for the other team, well, <laughs> the yoke's on them. Right, the blue team is way ahead right now. Red team's going to have to really hustle. Got to go past the line, and you can stop right there. You can stop. The blue team's done it right there. They've done it. Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're talking about a show that required its own sewer system, Double Dare. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. They had their own sewer system when they moved down to Orlando so that they could just mop all of the just shit off the floor right into drain pipes and it would go down because they had to like recycle all the stuff and clean it out so it didn't all go into the sewers. Oh my gosh. So they had their own sewer system and <laughs> so they could just squeeze you the shit out of it. And I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I never would have thought about that. Yep. Our first game show, Double Dare. Yeah, interesting. And we also have a guest today. We have our friend Sarah. Hi, it's me, Sarah. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yep, we convinced convinced Sarah to be on this episode with us because we were already going to be hanging out. (laughs) And we we wanted you to be primed and ready for when you come on for Are You Afraid of the Dark so that you feel seasoned and good for that. Time. Oh, yeah. I've already been practicing for that one. Oh, wow. This was a little <laughs> bit of a surprise. <laughs> so you're just practicing in the mirror, just ready. Just, oh, here's yeah. how I say this. Here's yeah, I, I go I through say. a script, stand in front of the mirror, go over it, rehearse. This I mean, one, who knows what you're going to get. I mean, we don't even know what episodes of that we're doing. Yeah, or do you know what I've so. all of them. <laughs> have you already, like, picked episodes we're going to talk about with that? I actually have recommendations. Okay. Fair <laughs> Good. enough. We, we like it when uh, people are more prepared than we are because... I could really bring something to that episode. Yeah. That's also Unlike this easy one. to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we literally were just watching the episodes for Double Dare right before this. Sarah came prepared. Drew and I did not. <laughs> to be fair, I did a lot of other leg work before. I just hadn't watched those episodes. And I did not. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Sarah. Yes. Some questions for you. Yes, Katie. What are some of the shows that you remember watching in the 90s? Uh, okay, so X-Files was a big one. Yeah. Uh, Home Improvement, Full House, uh, Snick, obviously, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I really liked all that. Roundhouse, when that started, was interesting to me. Um, and then I watched Double Dare, and um, what's that one with the slime? They did it before Double Dare. Uh, you can't do that on television. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that. Um, I was more of a movie person, honestly, but I did watch a lot of TV. Yeah, Sarah watches way more movies than I do. <laughs> movies are awesome. Instant <laughs> I'm like the opposite. I watch TV, not movies. Yeah. Drew, I think balances. Well, you probably watch more movies too. I, th- I think I watch more movies than TV. I I don't know. I I just watch the same TV over and over. Again. <laughs> That's so true. I know the shows that I know. I know them. Well, you guys rewatch your favorite things. I don't yeah. rewatch TV shows, but I do rewatch movies. Oh, okay. So I don't remember a lot about the shows from the '90s, but I did watch a lot. In the 90s. Got it. Okay. Was there a TV family that you wanted to be a part of? Family. Probably Full House. 
They seem like they're always having a fun time. Even though there were so many people in that house. Yeah. yeah that would be miserable. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so into it. Their house looked really cool, too. And San Francisco. I mean, who doesn't want to live there? Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs> so is Seattle. <laughs> I know, but like when I went last when I went there a few summers ago, I was like, man, I can I can do this. Seattle's pretty high cost of living. And then I got down and they're like, no, I can't. This is so expensive. How do people live here? How do <laughs> teachers live here? That's my question. Like, how does a teacher survive in San Francisco? Well, I've never been there. In the nineties though, when did it start blowing up price wise? Probably when, like, the dot-com stuff happened. Yeah, Silicon Valley, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Did you have any crushes on guys on TV? Honestly, it was JTT, uh, Randy from Home Improvement. Yeah. I was really into him. My sister was more obsessed than I was, so she had posters of him. I was going like to ask if you had a poster. <laughs> yes. She had them plastering her wall. I would buy posters for her to put up. <laughs> My side of the room was pretty empty, um... I had some movie posters. Thomas so you shared Nicholas. a room? Yes, we shared a room. Did you have like a line of demarcation of this is Sarah's side? <laughs> you know, we kind of did because of the JTT posters. But not an actual line like on the floor? No, but you could kind of see where it was. <laughs> you knew which side of the room was mine. I feel like there was a show where they did that. With the line? Yeah. They did it on Full House, like at the beginning okay, of Full yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. And then Stephanie has to like climb on the... Um, curtains to get to the door because yeah. she can't step foot on the other side of the line. Nice. Uh, yeah. I vaguely remember that. It's yeah. not why we separated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to add something about that. Uh, the posters. Uh, so the JTT ones, which were most of the ones on my sister's side, uh, she had a couple of all three full house boys and we'd actually cut out no. JTT or um, home improvement boys. Yeah. <laughs> we would cut out JTT and remove their heads and insert pictures of us. So it was like me and my sister and JTT, which but, is kind so you were of, wearing you were boy clothes. Bodies. Oh yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> like stupid. man, I've got some great shoulders and look at those forearms doing good. I'm pretty sure I had like at least one JTT poster, but I mostly liked Brad Renfro and Devin Sawa. Ooh, I was really into Devin Sawa. I liked him in Casper. Yep. I feel like every girl I know was into Devin Sawa in the 90s. Yeah. The end of Casper, I have rewatched that so many times. I <laughs> Did you wear out so your VHS? <laughs> yeah, basically, right. Is and that what we call it now? <laughs> well, it was a VHS back then. <laughs> That's not. What? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, oh ooh, okay. Go in there. <laughs> Jeez. Very innocent over here. This <laughs> case, like, what are you talking about? They're still VHSs. <laughs> Oh, boy. So we watched Double Dare today, Family Double Dare. How do you feel about watching 90s TV as an adult? It's interesting. <laughs> I was really surprised by a lot of stuff. Um, I was actually kind of impressed with some of it, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It looked very 90s. The color scheme yeah. was bright. And there were some <laughs> weird designs in the set that I have questions about. But, yeah. Uh, we can get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been interesting. I've been rewatching uh, Saved by the Bell and Full House because I'm also watching Fuller House. Yes. So, yeah, I'm rewatching some stuff. Roseanne. It's kind of because you guys are doing the podcast. I want to know what's going Perfect. on. That's the answer that we got here. Our work here is done. We can stop the podcast now. We did it. My friend Mariana sent me a Snapchat today saying that she was watching the. Roseanne reboot specifically because of our podcast. 
Yeah. So nice. I still have not watched the reboot. I watched it last weekend. Um, so I'm a, I think there's another episode that came out this week that I haven't watched, but I watched the first two episodes. I like it. I'm into it. Yeah, I like it. I know there's a lot of controversy with Roseanne and a lot of people are boycotting it because of that. But I mean, I think it's a good show and I like the old show too. So yeah. So Double Dare, yes. which is what we're talking about today. It premiered on Nickelodeon in October 1986 and ended in February 1993. During this time, it had a few iterations. Mm -hmm. So the original Double Dare, it also had Super Sloppy Double Dare, and then Family Double Dare, which is what we'll be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And all of these were hosted by Mark Summers, who's kind of the Nickelodeon game show king. Yeah, he was was the original... You know, like the guy from them. This is like their first successful show that they produced. Yeah, it was the longest running game show with 482 episodes. Really? Wow. Um, And he was not the host of Family Double Dare 2000, right? No. uh, So it came back in 2000 for 67 episodes, and that was with a new host, uh, Jason Harris. Lame. Never heard of him, but everybody knows Mark Summers. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone. (laughs) I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. I... Think really? that I just followed yeah. him on Twitter today after doing all my research. Like, I got deep into Mark Summer stuff today. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was really attractive when I was rewatching these episodes <laughs> earlier today. I thought, wow, he looks really young. He's probably look, my age right now, but at the time. Uh, yeah, I... If I were older, when I watched this originally, I would have had a huge crush on him. But I remember I, thinking he was so old. I don't think I've ever said the phrase, Mark Summers is attractive. Well, Really? I, I, I think, thought he looked really good. I think that we can kind of, I can build off of that here for a second. So I was reading about the show, you know, and reading stuff about Mark Summers. And like, when the show is at its most popular, they would do you know, like tours, they would go around to season, like sell out everywhere. Like in, in the thing that they hear, they mentioned the palace of Auburn Hills, which is in Ann Arbor or not Ann Arbor. It's in Auburn Hills, the palace of Auburn Hills <laughs> in Michigan. Uh, and like they would sell out 20,000 seats there. And wow. like, wait, people, what was this for? They, they were would just touring. go in, on tour and like do the show in different places. Oh, like, like how wheel would, of fortune goes around and yeah, goes everywhere. So they would go around for a while and do like 40 shows, different places, uh, for like promotions and stuff. Did they televise those or were they just like in, I don't know if they televised them. Um, but he says, he didn't say this. Harvey says this. He says, there's one time we were playing in central park, doing a live version of the game for some promotional thing. I don't know how many kids were there, but there had to be tens of thousands. After the show, we had security guards rush us from the stage, push the kids out of the way, and hurry us into a waiting limo. As they pulled away, kids were screaming and beating on the trunk of the car, and we're just laughing, thinking like that we're like the freaking monkeys. <laughs> it's like that's crazy. And then wow. Mark Summers going on to your point of where like, oh, he was kind of hot. Yeah. He says this one time. Uh, after we did a meet and greet before the live shows, this very hot, sexy woman came over and said, can I take a picture? And then just as they were going to take the picture, she stuck her hand down the back of my pants and grabbed my actual ass. Wow. <laughs> when she was leaving, she said, my husband's a cop, but he works midnight to eight in the morning. Here's my phone number and address. You should stop by and see me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and what? apparently he said that, like. There were these mothers that would hand him telephone numbers all the time during these meet and greets and tell him to call when, like, the husbands weren't home. (laughs) That's crazy. What was he doing before this? Because this must have been just, like, a huge rush. Like, oh, I'm suddenly a huge celebrity. I mean, if I ran into him at Uh, the time, it would have been, like, meeting 
I don't know, Tom Cruise, bad example, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I would have been excited to meet Mark Summers for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's crazy though. Like women are like, here's when my husband's not home. Come on over. Right. Give me a call. Um, this was his like big break. He did have a, some other jobs in LA beforehand. Um, his first job in LA was on a show called Truth or Consequences, which is a Bob Barker show. Oh, uh, he was just yes. an idea guy on the show. Okay. He um, was a magician. Oh. Mark Summers. He was a yeah. magician and he did like a little bit of stand up and stuff. And he was doing like warm up things for um, Star Search. And he was working at the comedy store in LA and doing just kind of oh, yeah. like things like that. And it just wasn't working out for him. You can tell that he has like kind of a stand up vibe about him though yeah <laughs> the personality he's, he's right he's got good improv skills yeah. <laughs> and stuff um but it wasn't working out for him so he one of his buddies from college i guess started a uh smoked salmon selling business hmm. and like they started selling him to uh, i think it was price co or price something which ended up being like what costco is now mm. um so like they were selling like doing good stuff and he figured like all right i guess this is what i'm doing now and he had another buddy who was uh ventriloquist <laughs> another buddy who was a ventriloquist and his name was dave garrison and like dave garrison he was trying to become an actor and stuff and it wasn't working for him so he decided to become a producer and all this stuff kind of goes and apparently this guy dave gets has an audition for a show and he's like it's at this place called nickelodeon i haven't heard of it, it doesn't seem like it's for me why don't you go in my place oh and mark went for him and said like hey it's supposed to be Dave Garrison, but it's me. Instead, uh, I'm here to audition. <laughs> and so what had happened is they had auditioned over a thousand people in New York already. Didn't like any of them. He was the first person they interviewed in L.A. Uh, it came down to Mark Summers and one other guy. And they couldn't decide between them. So he suggested that they do like a, just a taping of it with kids. Hmm. Uh, so they flew them to New York. They did a taping with kids, like just did the show. And he got the job and he asked them, like, why, why did you pick me? And what they told him is when the other guy was done with his audition, he said, so would you like me to do anything else? And when Mark was done with his, he said, my name's Mark Summers and we'll be back with more Double Dare. And they thought that was more professional. So they picked him because they said everything else was equal. Oh, Weird. So he's like, I got the gig by throwing to commercial in my audition. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yep. Yeah. How can he just show up in the place of his friend? Can you just do that? <laughs> uh, he's like, he said, and there's like, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> so that yeah. was just, it just happened to work out. <laughs> God, that's so lucky. So they interviewed a thousand other people, didn't like any of them. So they were looking for something specific and he had it, I guess. Yeah. He said he was never planning to work for like a kid's thing, but you know, he was a magician and so, so obviously he was good with connecting with people. I bet yeah, it was his handsome kids. face. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, like, you are attractive. We're going to hire you. Yeah. He said his goal also was to never like talk down to the kids. He didn't want to talk to them like they were kids. So he imagined himself as like a, a Pat Sajak or Alec Trebek and was just like, I'll just talk to them normal. And he thought that they liked that. Well, since you mentioned Alex Trebek... Isn't he sort of an asshole to contestants, but in a good way? That's why I like to watch Jeopardy. That's why you like to watch it? <laughs> yes. I think at this He's point He's condescending sometimes. Yes, which is funny. Anyway, Mark Summers isn't like that. No, he's not. Yeah. So he got the job and uh, then they started it out. Yeah. So I read that you were saying they had to clean up 
they were what built over a sewer. They had, they to had their own sewer to, system. Yeah. I was reading that they had to test out all the obstacle courses over and over again because they didn't know which ones were going to work, how quick, how quickly kids could get to the flags, that kind of thing. They did a test run on one and the child volunteer took over an hour to find the flag. Oh my god! Apparently, they were like, "We promise it's there." <laughs> so yeah, obviously they decided. Why would they make the kid do that for an hour? Uh, Who knows? Let's well, see, where did they find on it? their mm-hmm. uh, when they would have new things, they would test him in Philly, where they originally first started shooting. They would test him. They would just have kids come in, and like if they couldn't do it within three tries, they just threw it out. And if mm. they could do it, then they. Started doing it. That makes more sense. I think you might be thinking of the first episode, which is a good jumping off point here. Oh, was that in the first episode? Yeah, the first episode took multiple tries with the uh, (laughs) obstacle course. The first one, it took them so long because they forgot to put the flags in. Oh. Oh. The producers thought that Mark had put the flags in, and Mark thought the producers had put the flags in, and so there was nothing. Why would the host put the flags in? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The second time through... Because they felt bad for the kid, they just put the flag on top of, like, it was a bag of feathers or something. And the kid was still pissed off, I guess, about, like, the last time. that They just, like, flipped it over and rent, and so the flag went to the bottom and they couldn't find it again. Wow. <laughs> the third time, the cameraman fell into whatever they were doing, and then they were just, like, shooting the ceiling. <laughs> and then finally, the fourth time, it, it happened. Wow. Okay, the thing I said was actually 60 seconds, not 60 minutes. That would, okay. That's way that more so much more sense. <laughs> I was like, you're right. That's like torturing a child. Why would they do yeah. that? <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm glad that it was only 60 seconds. <laughs> um, and one last thing before we get into our first episode. Do either of you know who they originally wanted to be the host before they auditioned people? I'm going to guess Mark O'Malley, Mike O'Malley. No. No idea. Do you want to take a guess? Ooh. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> the first, well, there's two people. The first person is a man named Soupy Sales. Oh. Who is a comedian. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they decided he was too old. He was super old. <laughs> they reference him on an episode of Friends in like the second season or something like that. And nobody knows who he is. I did not know. <laughs> I had to look him up. I think the only reason I know who he is is because of something on Nick at Night. Okay. Uh, the other person you will know was Dana Carvey. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. But on the same day he was offered the job for this, he was offered to be on SNL. And he took that. Good for him. Yeah, yeah that he, was a. He good made decision. the right that's choice. A, that's mm-hmm. a better career choice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Mark Summers has milked this thing. Like, he still does shit. Yeah. Uh, but Dana Carvey made the right choice. For sure. So, the first episode that we're going to talk about is the one that was specifically recommended to us by the Hey Beautiful podcast, the How I Met Your Mother podcast. And it's The Troopers versus The Scatterbrains. And we cannot figure out when this actually aired. Yeah, no idea. We thought we had it nailed down, as we'll talk about in a moment. But (laughs) there are some... Discrepancies with the years. (laughs) Anyway. So, the first thing that I noticed when we watched this is the set just looks like a giant bathroom. Like, the backdrop is like this tile things that has light behind it. So you have the blue side on one and then the red side on the other. And it just, 
it just looks like a bathroom. It made they me designed think of, it to look like one. <laughs> really? That made me think of a shower where you would just yeah. rinse everything clean. Uh, also, I noticed there were word hot dogs on the left turn that he used, which <laughs> seemed very 90s. I don't think they were really hot dogs, but that's they what just they looked, looked like. It. Yes. Were, were you guys like me and when you were younger, you thought that they, there was a huge freaking audience there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's two sets of bleachers. Like, yeah, there might be a third that's like behind the cameras or something, but... I don't think so. I, th- I think it's just those two. It looks... Because when we were watching Home Improvement and they showed the Tool Time audience, it looks really small. And then when I was watching this, I was like, that's like the same number of people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it just goodness. is the camera angles made it seem like it was much bigger. I wonder if What Would You Do was bigger and maybe I kind of get them confused in my head. Maybe. I think what would you do was bigger because they pulled people out from the audience yeah. in that one, right? Yeah. 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 It's not very many people in the audience at all. <laughs> well, you probably need more space to move the obstacle courses around, right? Yeah. I mean, that's true. It makes sense. Yeah. So in this episode, we have two teams. We have the troopers and we have the scatterbrains. The troopers are from New Jersey. They drove all the way to Florida and they thought it was going to take 24 hours. It actually took them five days. I don't know if it actually took him five days. I think that kid may have been exaggerating. I think the parents were like, no, incorrect, but we're not going to correct you on television. Yeah. And then the scatterbrains were actually from Florida, and they had some boring story about fishing, and a pelican broke the fishing pole, and that's about as interesting as these people get. What is it with game shows and boring stories? Like, we don't need to know about the contestants. That's how I feel. Jeopardy does that. Wheel of Fortune does that. I'm glad to know about the troopers, though. Like, I liked all the little details about them. Because they did a good job. I want fun stories. I don't need a boring story. Let a story like that the kid wants to tell. That's what you need. Not like the ones the adults like, here's a good one. (laughs) Well, and with that team, the scatterbrains, it was mostly the parents who were talking anyway. Like, the mom answers all of the questions. The dad told that story, but with the troopers, it's the kid, yeah. the, little, the son, that's answering everything. Which is how it should be. Yes. yes. It's a kid's show. The kids should be doing the talking. Yeah. And they also show Harvey <laughs> towards the beginning of this. <laughs> Harvey looks like a broke down version of Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> he is all beard and glasses. Like, that's his entire face. That's his entire body. He's like <laughs> a stick. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Harvey. He was kind of adorable. Apparently in like the first couple shows, he was trying to be like super, super excited and like talking to like, whoa, hey kids, woo! Like like the hype man or something. Yeah, like this, <laughs> like how he thought kids wanted to hear. And I guess like no one would react. Oh. <laughs> and he said that one time he did that and like this kid was just, or everyone was dead silent. And this kid just turned to him and then repeated, like mocked him in the same voice. And he's like, oh, these kids can tell I'm bullshitting. I need to not do it this way. And that's when he changed to like just being a regular announcer guy. I mean, I think that's an important thing with kids. Kids know they want to be approached as if they're a normal human. Like they're an adult, sort of. Like that's how I always was with kids that I babysat. Like, I just treated them like I did anybody else. (laughs) That's good. They can tell when you're being condescending, right? Yeah. So it's like, don't do that. Just show them respect and they won't roll their eyes at you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you guys are both teachers, so you probably do teach that. (laughs) Do you treat your kindergartners like adults? (laughs) (laughs) The ones that like to shit their pants. Right. (laughs) But with respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, respect. Yeah. 
Um, we started with the head egg scramblers. I don't know what you'd call that, but they had to scramble eggs with their heads. Yeah, they were balloons that were filled with some sort of substance that broke with the egg beaters. Yeah. Wait, is that what they were doing? I was yeah. not paying attention, apparently. And Fail. <laughs> the winning team gets a big-ass $25 in the bank <laughs> and control of the board. Yep. And you want to talk a little bit about these questions? Okay. <laughs> so the guy who wrote questions, or who was the head writer at the beginning from the 8689, his name was Alan Sillerberg. Uh, and he had just gotten out of grad school and... One of the guys who was the producer and the creator of the show said, hey, I've got this game show coming up. Do you want to write questions for it? And he's like, OK, I wrote some questions and they like what I did. And he's like, I wouldn't write just normal trivia questions. I'd write things like, oh, add up the Brady Bunch kids with the kids from Who's the Boss and how many kids do you get? Like questions like that, oh, which makes sense. That's actually a good question. Watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so he got that and then he got to be able to create the order of questions where it's it basically goes in threes. There's one that they should be able to get. And then there's one they might be able to get. And then there's one he said, this one better go to physical challenge or oh my God. <laughs> so when they got to the first set of shows, they realized they didn't have anyone to coordinate the questions. And they asked this dude to come in. And so he did it. He Like how did he determine which one was the hard question? I know that they tested out all the physical challenges. Yeah. Like the adults <laughs> would do it like after the show or when things weren't going just to like try them out. Okay. Did they say like whether they wanted people to do the physical challenges and not answer questions? Like, did they have a preference? Uh, I think it's kind of implied they wanted them to get to them. Like, they wanted someone to get some money, and then they wanted them to like maybe, maybe not. You can get it, you can't. And then like, yeah, let's get to a physical challenge now. Because one of these questions that they asked in this episode was like what the tiles are called. Yeah, mosaics. Yeah, um, mosaics. And the answer was tessera. Yeah. And it was like, that is not common knowledge at no. all. <laughs> I think that fall into the one where he says, this better get to physical challenge or oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one did go to a physical challenge. And the dad, whose name was Wilbur, has to throw... Jello, which they say they can't say Jello, but they keep saying Jello. Why don't you go over there and see Robin? I want you to come over here, sir, if you would, please, and just go on the other side of this table because we have a gelatin-like dessert. Now I've been told we're not allowed to say that Jello name over here because Jello called us and didn't want us to say Jello. So this is a a Jello-like substance. We're not allowed to say Jello on this. It is. It's. It, what is it, Robin? But it's Jello. It is Jello. <laughs> which made me love Mark Summers even more. I was like, is he doing this on purpose? We can't say Jello. Jello, Jello, Jello. But it's Jello. <laughs> he specifically says, but it's Jello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they have to throw that into a bowl that the daughter has on top of her head. And then after that, she has to pull a cord to get cream to fall on the Jello. Yeah. So she was terrible at that one. He specifically said, do not tilt your head. She kept tilting. Somehow it got in anyway, and Mark seemed really surprised. I was surprised. Uh, and they had extra time, so I guess it's a win anyway, but she I mean, wasn't doing it the right way. The dad is, like, pulling this team, so he probably just had a really good throw. Yeah. Uh, I was rooting for that team a lot, but I wanted to go back a minute. When Mark's introducing them, he, like, notices that all the people are taller than him. He says, everyone's bigger than me. But, hey, that's normal. And I couldn't help thinking, was that supposed to be a dick joke? Because 
in the, so some of the stuff I read was that like the crew was just always making like super crass like dick and vagina what? jokes. Uh-huh. And like they would say like things when they're doing so like, oh, watch out or this one's going to erupt. And like <laughs> and they would be talking about like a geyser or something. But like in the bed, they're like, oh, that looks like a penis that's just coming and coming. And like apparently they recorded everything when they were doing, you know, the walkthroughs and stuff. And the one of the executives at Nickelodeon like came across that found out there's a tape of like all these cast members doing this shit. It was like, you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it looks like I just looked it up, and Mark Summers is five foot eight, so he's not tall. Yeah. So the guy who the dad Wilbur is six foot five, so he is really quite a lot taller. Yeah. I I just thought that maybe I don't know that one was there, and then later on he's like, yeah, you'll get into this great big vat of balls, and like <laughs> just the way he said, it, I'm like, are they making these jokes on purpose? Because they said like that they would try and sneak in like some adult humor. Oh, really? And he would do like a lot of impressions that like kids didn't know on the show and stuff like that. So. Who knows? <laughs> it kind of makes sense. With the materials they used, it'd be easy to make those jokes. So yeah. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So they finished that challenge, I think, with 14 seconds left, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And then the troopers, these people are kind of idiots. Like, one of the questions is about who's the fastest mouse in Mexico, and they dare. Yeah. Who doesn't know Speedy Gonzalez? Like... Didn't you? Did you guys grow up watching those things? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Like, I would always walk around the house and go, "Andale, andale, arriba, arriba." Which that cartoon would never fucking make it now. I would be like, "This racist fucking mouse. Who made this?" <laughs> Trump would never allow that com- cartoon. Not in Trump's America. Was that Looney Tunes? It was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because was he in Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> Oh, and then we go to the challenge that sets off round two. And this (laughs) was hilarious. Well, okay. So they've got like the dads are sitting down in chairs or something. (laughs) And they've got basketball nets like attached to their head with something. Yeah. And Mark comes over and he's like, oh, any last words? Want me to call the governor? Which fucking killed me. (laughs) Like, that's such a good joke there. Drew made me rewind it. Yeah. It was so funny. Because it does. It looks like they're strapped into the chair. And and I guarantee you kids watching that are no idea what's going on. I missed it the first two times I watched this because I actually watched the episode last week. (laughs) And it wasn't until you were like, oh, rewind that, that I was like, oh. (laughs) That's a great joke. (laughs) Yep. Oh, God. So the red team, the troopers win this one. They get all of the balloons and Mark Summers comes over and pops the balloons for the blue team just like to get the guy messy and Which, to piss he looked a little pissed off about it he did look pissed off <laughs> I noticed that I was like okay of course he's gonna go and do it because it didn't happen the way they expected it to yeah there are other times during the show where something doesn't quite go right with their challenge and they either are like keep going or they manipulate it yeah yeah um, well <laughs> Mark said uh, in an interview that, like, if you watch the first, I think he said, 65 episodes, he doesn't get a speck of anything on his suit. Oh. Like, he just stays out of it. And then the producer's like, you got to get in there. <laughs> and so then he started being, like, a, a more a part of it. He was really messy at the end of the second episode. Yeah. He has yeah. OCD, right? So does he? He has OCD, or he used to. I oh. guess it's, you can cheat it. Anyway. That just made me think because 
he did not want to get messy. The type of OCD he has or had um, was cleanliness and neatness. So he said he enjoyed doing the show, but that's something that, you know, was an issue. And there are jobs, at least one job he got fired from because of his OCD, Hollywood Squares. He was supposed to host it and he never did because he did an interview with Oprah about his OCD. And I guess at the time, ooh, you have OCD, (laughs) like you can't work for us, which... That would never happen now. If you fired someone for that, it would yeah. not go over well. And also, Hollywood Squares, not a messy show, not right. anything where the, right. the contestants fine. are far away from you, like, or <laughs> the celebrities are in the grid. Yeah. And then the there's no contact happening. Exactly. And especially with something messy. Like, there's right. nothing like that. So it's something he worked on because he did want to interact with the kids and the guests yeah. and get a little messy. So, I mean, yeah. I know Howie Mandel has the same thing. Or he's like oh, really? the germaphobe. Yeah. And when he was hosting, I guess, um, what was it called? The suitcase one? Uh, deal or no deal? Let's deal make or a no deal. deal. Let's make a deal. Deal oh, or no deal. He always like fist bumped people oh. instead of shaking their hands. Okay. That makes sense. But no, Mark Summers, I, I read that too. After you had mentioned it to me, I was like, oh, I got to look up this. <laughs> uh, he said that people kept trying to say that it was a problem for him on the show, but it never was. Yeah, it's like, so weird. People wanted it to be a problem, I guess. Like, they're like, oh, he has OCD. Probably didn't want to do that. And he's like, no, it's not a problem. Yeah. I think the OCD is something a lot of people have a little bit of, even if it's not diagnosed or official. Like, I always check to see if my headlights are on over oh. and over. I'll know they're on and I will check anyway. <laughs> I can't not check. Probably like 10 times on the drive over here, I was... Really? Clicking that thing, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Mine are on auto, so I just set it and forget it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I know it's on. I don't know. <laughs> so we go through some more questions, and then we have a physical challenge, and this is a pizza challenge where the dad is at one end, and he has a bunch of empty pizza boxes, and then his family has to move a pizza. And it looked like an actual pizza. Or like some, it didn't look super fake like the cookies do in the next one. Yeah, right. I think it was a real pizza. Yeah, so they have to move a pizza from spatula to spatula to spatula and into the box, and it looked hard. Everything yeah, was, was like flimsy. A, yeah, it was so, like a yeah. raw pizza. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, a what? It was a like raw? a raw pizza, oh. like like the dough hadn't been cooked or anything. Oh. You know, that's why it was so floppy. I don't it just know. Seemed, it seemed really cheesy to me, but maybe. I thought it looked floppy, or maybe the spatulas were a little floppy. Something was floppy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they, the troopers, do not get it. They almost get the fifth one. Yeah. They get the hang of it, like, towards the middle of their time. And What did you think of this challenge? Because I was watching it, and I was thinking, I would do so much better than they are doing. All you have to do is whip it carefully. You're just passing it down the row. And they kept dropping it. I mean, I know it was... I think they were sliding it. I don't think you can flip it over. I think you had to keep all the top... Or, like, as best you could keep the toppings Or they were sliding it. They didn't specifically say that, though. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know. It looked like they were flipping, but... Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I wasn't maybe watching as closely or something. They were flipping it? Hmm. Maybe not. Or sliding it. Either way, they they were sliding it onto the floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they almost get it. And the blue team gets control. And actually, backing up real quick, the contraption that was spitting out the pizzas, wasn't that like just super 90s looking? It was (laughs) like black and white splatter with neon green. I loved it. Those things were like my favorite part about Double Dare, though. Like they just said Nickelodeon to me. Yeah. 
They were they were funny. Like, <laughs> it was like some kid built them or sent yeah. in the design. Like, we can make that. Yeah. Uh, they were inspired by Rube Goldberg. Which oh. Is, I think you can see it when you're looking at some of the obstacle courses and the physical yeah. challenges. But, yeah. I actually had a Nickelodeon product. I had their alarm clock. Nice. Which is really ridiculous looking. It's purple. And then it has this, like, green zigzag at the top that's supposed to be like an antenna type thing i think i know exactly what clock you're talking and then about. it has a big red button for the snooze <clears throat> button yeah going a step further on what you said yeah the rube goldberg thing they they came to that conclusion like what if we did the game mousetrap but instead of a ball going through the rube goldberg machines it's a person oh so they're okay. like that's that makes what we sense do Nice. And then, like, basically the flags are the exchanges with that. Mm, Got it. That just shocked me, actually. (laughs) I never thought about it that way. Yep. It's Mousetrap. (laughs) Wow. Which is a game you played just to set up and have the payoff. Yeah. Did anyone ever? Did you ever play the actual game? I had Mousetrap. I had it, too. too. But did you guys ever play the actual game? I don't. I don't remember. I think so. I don't remember how you would play it. Yeah, how would you play it? Is it a board game? I know it's It's on a board board and you set up the whole thing. I think you like the idea is that as you go through the game, you're adding pieces to it. Yeah, I don't think you build it all at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, so I was just not playing correctly. Yeah. I just wanted to. Yeah, no, you were playing correctly. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right way to play. Yeah. The next thing that I have written down, because I didn't really write a lot about the questions because questions are what the questions are. So the next is the TV dinner challenge. Yes. It's again the troopers. The troopers are just all over these challenges. Yeah. I was rooting for the troopers hard. Yeah. I really liked this challenge, the way they set up the set. Yeah. Uh, They were sitting in chairs. They had the TV dinners over their heads. And then the guy was supposed to throw... What the TV guides? Yeah, which and they were was real a hilarious. Touch. They were real TV guides. Yeah, like did thing. you guys get the TV guide growing up? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was obsessed with it. Like I would always be the one to like go and get the mail on the day the TV guide was coming because I wanted to like see what was on the cover and like see what new things were in there, and then also do the crossword puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be on TV on Wednesday? <laughs> Well, I wanted to read the stories, like if there's something about friends or I don't know what else I watch. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) TGIF. Yeah. So he has to throw these TV guides at the bullseyes and he has like one errant throw and then he's just like bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Yeah, he fucking crushes it. On your mark. Get set. Go. Start heaving those things in. Oh, watch out, Robin. This guy's got an arm. There's number one. Wasn't it a 30-second challenge and he had 20 seconds left? <laughs> Something like that. It was yeah. impressive. Like, as soon as he got it down, he's like, mm, okay. Yeah, I know it was 20 seconds left at the end. And then we go back to the game. And the only thing about the trivia questions I wrote down here was that there was a Monopoly one. And it was, what's the first property you land on after passing go? And I don't even care what the answer is because this revealed that Drew has never played Monopoly. Never once. Not even... Part of a game, never played it. <laughs> How that is, is that shocking. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I played Life. My family played Life a lot. You want to try to get to, uh, what was it, Millionaire Estates? 
I've played life maybe like three times. Oh my God. I would play it all the time. And I would always try and get like as many kids as possible. I always wanted as many kids as yeah, I could get. Yeah. Life is good. Monopoly right is for me. long. Yes. We um, would play never ending games of Monopoly where we would just write down how much money we had borrowed from the banker and then. Keep we it would going. we would pay down our debts. Boy, this banker. sounds fun. You're making me really think that I missed out. <laughs> Are you surprised that I'm an accountant? <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, "Who? I'll be. I'll do this. I'll keep all the ledgers." <laughs> I was always the banker, and yes, I always wrote down how much people owed. <laughs> Did you enjoy doing that? Yeah. Was it okay? Well, we were always playing with our neighbors, so I don't know. It was. It wasn't like it was my family. The longest kids game of Monopoly I played was. Five and a half hours. Dear God. We were camping. We were in a cabin. There was nothing else to do. So we just kept playing. But we never <laughs> finished the game. We stopped after five and a half hours. We were done with it. I even played the Monopoly CD-ROM game. I don't even know how you win Monopoly. Wow. How do you win Monopoly? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> good question. I don't know. Uh, I did play versions of Monopoly. <laughs> I In ninth grade... In English class, we read the book Speak, which is a great book. Mm -hmm. Never read it. So good. And at the end, we had to do a project, and me and my group members made a game called Speakopoly, which there is a thing you can find. I don't know if it's still around, but it's called Make Your Own Opoly, I think, or Make Your Own Monopoly. I bought it, made it for Speak. It was great. Not 100% sure on this one, but like the whole point of Speak is like you find out that the main character... At a, at a party in the summer was raped. And like, that's why she won't speak for the last school year and why she's having like all these issues. It's this really, is a kid's book? Young yeah, adult. It's a young adult book. It's yeah. really, okay. really good. In the movie, who was the girl that played it? Kristen Stewart. She played uh, the main character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she was really good in that. What I do have at home, though, is Toko Familyopoly, which <laughs> after making Speakopoly, I was like, this was fun. I'm going to make another one. And we made Toko Familyopoly, which I don't remember any of the things at all. I'm going to have to ask my mom to send me a picture of it because I know it's in the basement somewhere. Yeah. Oh, God. going to have to get that and play it. We can play it. I'll, I'll Next time, when I go home over the summer for my sister's wedding, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> God so too. you've played a version of Monopoly. You know what it's about. You just haven't played with like Baltic Avenue and Park Place. I don't know and... if my games were the same as that. Oh. <laughs> Do we want to get into the discrepancies and prizes here? <laughs> yeah. So the troopers win. Yeah. The people that we want to win. Go red team. <laughs> Go red. Wait, why were we rooting for them? Well, Because I... the kid was... It just seemed like a better team. Yeah. And also, (laughs) as we find out in a minute, their dad played basketball at the University of Detroit. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yay. But I was rooting for them before that. (laughs) Yeah. So this is where we're really confused about when the time of this show happened. So the site I was watching the show on said 1990, but then one of the prizes is Disney's Hercules, which came out in 97. And I immediately thought, this doesn't make sense. Um... I'm assuming that it, this was in syndication and they went back and changed one of the prizes for whoever was watching, but I don't know why they would do that and only for that prize. Well, they might have changed Hydro Strike. Who knows? That was the other Constellation prize. And I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, know when maybe. Hydro Strike came out. Yeah. So the show finished in 1993. So it was definitely not on in 97 when Hercules came out. Yeah. It's very confusing. 
Hydro Strike came out. At, there was a commercial for it in 1997. Really? Yeah. Okay. So they definitely like changed these prizes to. Yeah. <laughs> so, they were, so they were okay promoting Disney's Hercules, for example. That's kind of a funny thing because like the producers when they first came out were very specific. Like they didn't want to have a lot of things they were promoting. Like they turned on a million dollar bid from Casio to be the sponsor of the clock. What? Like oh. Casio was going to put their name out just on the clock and they said no um, because they didn't want to – they wanted to be very specific in what they were promoting to kids. Uh, and like they said, we were, we weren't out here trying to like get our kids to dress like Nickelodeon characters or get them to eat sugar cereals or anything like that. Like they turned down a whole bunch of things uh, that wow. Nickelodeon executives wanted them to do. But the producers of the show were like, no, we're going to stay. Interesting. Yeah. Casio. I had a Casio diary. That thing was <laughs> awesome. Did you have one? Dear diary. It was one of the, it was electronic. So it was yeah. precursor to cell phones, I guess. I thought it was awesome. I mean, I had one and my sister had one. So we sent each other messages. I guess I'm looking it's like it up texting. Real quick. <laughs> so was yours purple? I think it was purple and green. Yeah. I might've had the same one. Did it also have like a thing where you could turn off the TV? Ooh, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> it had like a, um, infrared thing and I used it oh, at school I, and I turned the TV like on or off at school in seventh grade. <laughs> oh, I wasn't allowed to bring mine to school. That would have been great. I think I mostly used it for sending messages. You can, can I do see that, that, right? Am I like? just making this up? Dude, I know what you're talking about with those. I think my <laughs> sister had one. Yeah. So I had a deer diary, which was pink. And then yeah. this one was better. This one had more stuff. And I think this is the one that also had like a compatibility thing like you could put in your birthday with somebody else's birthday and see if maybe it was your diary actually you could see if you were like compatible and it would give you a percentage <laughs> i remember those there are also some of those like similar type uh tablet things like that where you could put them next to somebody's and you could like touch them and they would send the stuff back and forth and yeah that's like, what that's she's the talking yeah coolest that's what shit. i did with my sister it was so fun god that yeah. was so cool though <laughs> one of these i'm pretty sure it was my dear diary like I wrote in it who I had a crush on and let my friend borrow it and she knew the password and she found out who I had a crush on and told everybody in school. <laughs> oh, I was so pissed mean. about that. You get a date? No. <laughs> <laughs> this was in like sixth grade. <laughs> would you write names on your book covers or anything like that? No. I would do Sarah Hearts Michael. Oh, really? Like, why? Your, Everyone can read it. Would you put your name with their last name? I did do that. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the name, but no. Still friends? No, but just in you case. thought about you that. don't know who listens to this. <laughs> that is true. It could be a million people. No, it's, it's not a million people. It's probably this one it guy. Be, it could be sixty to eighty people. My yeah. former crush. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> uh, we were about to get to the prizes and the oh, obstacles yeah. for the first run, first game here. Yes. So the troopers are going to the obstacle course. The first one is the gumball machine. Yes. And this is the weirdest prize I've seen on any game show that I've watched at all recently. They win a Pier 1 picnic basket. A linen <laughs> basket. Or no, it was a wicker basket. It was like a wicker basket. Yeah, not linen. I don't know why I said linen. <laughs> but it comes with like a picnic blanket, I think. Okay. I mean, it's cute. Sure. You can do things with that. I guess. You can put things in that. <laughs> Go on a picnic. Yeah. 
Uh, then we had the garbage truck, which I like the garbage truck one always. Yeah. Pour garbage down them. And the prize there was the singing machine. <laughs> yes. I yes. like the model sitting next to that one. Where she was just like on the ground and like that like beauty queen pose. I think that was Robin. Ooh, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> then we have down the hatch. And with this one, they win an East Pack backpack, which I never had one of those, I don't think. I definitely had Jansport. Mm-hmm. I think I had Jansport too. Yeah. Uh, then we had Gator Alley, where they could win a Gibson guitar. Yeah. It's a solid one. Electric yeah. guitar. Yeah. Nice. When I saw that, I was like, okay, these are increasing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then the waffles are <laughs> funny. And he actually specifically tells the kid, even before the competition starts, where the flag is at. But the prize for that one is a Konica camera with a power zoom lens and a remote control switch. Yeah, you could go to wide angle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's really funny looking at those cameras, though. I remember my mom having a really similar one. Really? Yeah, it's a very, like, parent camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ours even may have been a Konica. The sixth obstacle was the sushi, and they could win a York CD audio system. And that sushi does not look at all appetizing. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the hourglass. And for this one, they can win a Head Start Explorer family computer, which they say is the leader in home computers. And I've never heard of Head Start. Yeah. It looks (laughs) great. (laughs) Yeah. We had all kinds of computers growing up. I remember having a compact. We had Dells. Gateway. Gateway. Oh, we had the Gateway. Yeah, Yeah, it came in the cow box. Gateway was the other one. Yeah, Yeah. the Gateway 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I think every every family did. Uh, and then we get to our final one, the stomping shoes. And uh, the prize is a 1990 Dodge Caravan. <laughs> so My, this has to be 1990. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. My notes just said barf. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so old. I know. And I. it looks like the most 90s van. But also, they assume that a family wants a van. Like, my family never would have had a van. We had a van. Did you? Yeah. I liked it when we had the van where in the back back seats, they had, like, headphone plugs you could plug into, and you could listen to a different station oh, than what, what they were listening to. So I would do that, and I would listen to different radio stations. Okay, awesome. that's nice. Uh, we had a station wagon, and the back seat would flip around so you could sit in the back and face the road behind you. Was it a Volvo? No, I don't know what it was. I remember my aunt having a car like that, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I only yeah. got to be in it like one time. Um, so they go through the obstacle course. Yeah. Only yeah. snag that they had really was at the beginning with the gumball because the girl was not heavy enough to uh, <laughs> make it start going down and open the door. Which I actually kind of think the gumball machine would have been scary. Yeah. You're right? going, you're jumping into a ball pit and like sinking into it. Yeah. So that you're going to come out a chute. Yeah. So you're like drowning in these plastic balls. In this big vat of balls. <laughs> They're not all created equal, that's for sure. Some yeah. of them, it's like a slide and that's it. Yeah. Um, but they make it through pretty quickly through the rest of them, but time getting kind of shaky. Yeah. Come on, Hourglass is number seven with 12 seconds remaining. Couldn't be more exciting than this. Grab that flag. With seven seconds. Caravan, a prize package of over 
Mark Summers is legitimately so excited whenever someone wins. His laugh is loud and sincere, and he was hyped up. Well, and also because they did it with, like, no time to spare. Like, they just got it in the nick of time. He he truly seemed like he was enjoying the show. And, like, in his interviews and stuff, he said that he really liked doing What Would You Do? Like, or not What Would You Do? <laughs> he really liked doing Double Dare. He thought What Would You Do was really weird. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's like, I didn't get that show. But oh, I love doing Double Dare. What Would You Do was all about pie. I don't yeah. remember much about that one. I know I watched it, but anyway... Do you want to rate this episode for us, Sarah? Ooh. So do you know how we do this? Uh, yes. I listen to you guys. Yay. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to give this episode three out of five jellos. You nice. can't say jello. Gelatins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it for a game show. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. It brought back good memories, and it was fun. And yeah, go Mark Summers. <laughs> okay. Katie? I can go next, yeah. Um, I thought this was a good one. I really liked that they had like such a treacherous trip down to the studio at the beginning, and then they come away winning a van. It's kind of just a little bit full circle, you know? Yeah, they can go back in that van. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they'll get there in less than five days. Yeah. So mostly because of that and also because they just kicked ass on all of the competitions. The other people didn't even get a chance. I'm going to give this one 3.75 TV dinners. Okay. Ooh. 3.75. Yeah. Now we're adding quarter points. Yeah, I was going to say, right. is this the first quarter? <laughs> I didn't want to give it a four, but I also felt like it. I couldn't give it a 3.5. I don't know. It was just like so heartwarming and just really entertaining to watch. Uh, one, props for the dad from being from, from Michigan or at least going to a Michigan school, University of Detroit. Yeah, they lived in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, you don't know where they're from. I know. I'm just saying that at the time they're yeah. living in New Jersey. Um, I liked the purple rain man question. That was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that was good. All the prizes were as amazing as I hoped they would be. Um, <laughs> Mark Summers is great. Like, I thought he was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like he does such a good job hosting. It. He's just so energetic and happy and enjoyed it. And I really liked the episode. I'm happy the team I wanted won. I'm happy they won it in walk off fashion. Like <laughs> the dad was the real hero there. For a lie. He carried that team. You're right. Uh, I'm going to give it 4.25. Ooh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 4.25. Great big vats of balls out of five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you'd mentioned pies, and that reminded me of a story that I read here from Mark. Uh, so he had a bunch of weird stories that he talked about, of uh, things that just kind of went wrong or did things like at the, with the show. Uh, and one of them is, he said, we would take, uh, the show on the road during the year and we did three shows in a day, one day in Philadelphia. He says one of the bits involved a kid throwing a pie at his mom and he sort of whiffed it. So I said, that's not how you throw a pie. <laughs> this is how you throw a pie. And he says, I got her. I really got her. So that was on a Sunday. And then on Tuesday, the lawyers from Viacom called and said she was suing us. Oh, what? Yeah. Which is not the only time that he got in trouble that way. Um, there's another time that apparently some kid at home ate a packing peanut 
like the ones used on the show, and told his mom that Mark Summers told him to do it. So they had to go back and rewatch every episode and make sure that he'd never told anyone to eat a packing peanut. Oh my gosh. Wow. I can't even remember packing peanuts being on the show. What were they used for? I don't know. Just maybe something like the ball pit? Yeah. Um, my favorite one, though, is just kind of ridiculous here. It says, one of the questions was, what kind of food item sounds like a hairstyle a girl would wear? Ponytail? Food item. Oh, food item. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, what are you eating? Uh, <laughs> bun? Yeah. The answer was a bun. He says, and then I ad-libbed. Unless you're a Jewish girl, and then it would be a bagel. And so then he gets a phone call from the network saying, did you do some sort of anti-Semitic joke the other day? The wow. Anti-Defamation League had called Viacom and said that the president of the organization's daughter had come to him the other day and said, why do I wear a bagel in my hair? The father found out it was me and called me and started screaming at me. And he says... Sir, with all due respect, you know, my real name is Mark Berkowitz. You know, I'm Jewish. And I guess the guy said, that's even worse then. <laughs> oh, wow. So his name is Mark with a K, Berkowitz, yeah. apparently. Oh, goodness. Yeah, he adopted the stage name of Summers because of the media attention around Son of Sam. Yeah. Because he has <laughs> the same last name, Mark Berkowitz. Or, sorry, David Berkowitz. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he was, was Mark, Mark Berkowitz. Berkowitz. <laughs> the killer is David Berkowitz. <laughs> so my sister was on a game show. She was what? on Bozo Buckets. We were on the very last episode. They film in Chicago, or they used to. Did you ever watch that? I have I've never heard of it. never heard of it. You've never heard of Bozo no. Buckets? No. Okay, I think this was more an 80s thing. But uh, yeah, Bozo the Clown. So... One of the things they would do is take someone from the audience to play Bozo Buckets, and every bucket you get a prize. So I remember she got a cake. I think she won an American Girl doll. She was wow. out on, like, the fourth bucket or something. But, yeah, she was on TV and everything. It was awesome. I just Googled it. Yeah. It just comes up as the Bozo Show. Yeah. So was it, like, a segment on that? Oh, yeah. The Bozo Show. So Bozo Buckets was one of the okay. pull from the audience things. Got it. Uh, I remember going and when you walked in, they were giving tickets to kids who said they wanted to do it. And I was like, nope, <laughs> did not take a ticket. I was terrified. I would and have done the same thing. My like... sister got it. Which sister? Elisa, the okay. New York one. <laughs> That's the closest I've ever been to game show. Dumb. Same. Same. Exactly. <laughs> nice. So far. <laughs> so far. Yeah. It's not over yet. Yeah. A few la little more tidbits here about the show. Just random fun fun things before we get to the second episode. So apparently, like, the floor, as you could see, it was, you know, pretty slippery. Because it, like, they would, they filmed on average six shows a day. Oh. Yeah. That is so uh, many. And, like, between each thing, they would have to make sure they get it clean. But really between each obstacle, they yeah. would have to get clean. So, like, the producers would make sure that they were going out there to clean to help show the stage crew and production crew that no one's above cleaning it. Because, like, they would have to go, like, get it quickly and then do it. Uh, they started learning to walk without picking their feet up. Because if they did, they would, like, slip. Like, cameraman after a while would just start slipping and then they'd just get back up because they knew it was going to happen. Huh. Uh, surprisingly, not a lot of kids got hurt on the show, but one did. Uh, one kid broke his arm to the point where, like, the bone was poking <gasps> through the skin. Oh, gosh. Episode didn't air. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but oh apparently gosh. he had lied on his application to be on the show and he had had, like, a broken bone before there and they didn't let people on that had oh. done that. Oh. 
so he had lied and got on that way. <laughs> wow. Karma. <laughs> yep. The show was also, like like I said, super popular. And at that time, like Mark Summers was like, he couldn't go anywhere. Uh, but they would receive up to or over 10,000 letters every month. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. A lot of them were like from parents saying like things like, oh, we have to postpone dinner because we can't be eating <laughs> it when this is on and all that sort of stuff. Nice. Um, and one last thing right now. Do you know what the slime was that they used on the show? I do. Go for it. <laughs> I read that it was pudding and applesauce and green food coloring. They wanted it to be something where if it got in kids' mouths, they would be okay. They would live. They wouldn't get sick. And yeah. it smelled good, Yeah, apparently. Do you know what it was before that? No. Uh, originally, it was green jello mixed with flour. Okay. I can green. see why they changed it. Yeah. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. They used a lot of food, like shit tons of food on the show. Most of it was post-date, like food that was going to get thrown out. Oh, okay. So, I was wondering because, yeah. they didn't want to waste like a bunch of food. I wonder how long it took to just film an episode because if they had six a day and you have to clean up after every physical challenge. Well, they only just, had like 30 seconds between each one to clean it up. Really? Yeah, because they were just going. So they, okay. That's crazy. So they were trying to actually film in the amount of time we would see for the episode, kind of. Yeah, probably a little bit. Right. Like they there. cut out stuff, but yeah. let's get to our second one shall we yes the tournament of champions yeah so did they do these a lot i don't know so this one was in 1993 (laughs) and oh my gosh the beginning of it it's so serious these two teams have distinguished themselves as the smartest families during this past season of Family Double Dare by answering the most questions correctly. The biggest question remaining is which one of them will go to the finals to face one of these two teams. The fastest families to conquer the Double Dare obstacle course in the shortest amount of time. The only obstacle left between them and the finals is each other. And one of these four teams will take home this lovely trophy. Let the games begin! Yeah, it's like the best of the best. And it becomes one-sided later. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so in the first game, we have the Brains, uh, which the red team is Granite Toast, which I'm, I don't know, I guess I became big fans of them. I wasn't rooting for them at first, but like <laughs> things changed. Yeah, uh, I wasn't ro- rooting for them at first because I was like, Granite Toast, what does that even mean? <laughs> were they from New Hampshire? They were. Yes. Okay. That's the granite state. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Where did they get toast from? <laughs> I don't know. Are, are they also the toast state? <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe their last name was toast. Who knows? <laughs> uh, and the blue team was the Killer Kellers. Yes. And they do little flashbacks to show the previous time that they were on the show, which I didn't get at first until <laughs> they did it the second time. And on the Killer Kellers one... They show them doing a really great move where they knew the answer to something. They dare the other team. It gets sent back to them, double dare, and they just answer that question hard. Yeah. Do you know how fucking big of balls that takes? Like just, (laughs) they're just like, we know this. I bet they don't. Let's just send it over there. They'll send it back. We'll get some more cash. Like that takes some stones. Gosh, because they could just get it and steal steal the round. Yeah. The only question worth talking about for me is the first one. 
What was that? How many days are there when oh, yeah. you combine the oh, weekdays in the year yes. with the weekends in the year? <laughs> it's a year. It's 365 days. That's a great question, though. <laughs> yeah. You had to kind of think about that one. I didn't think it through at first. <laughs> well, the funny thing is they asked it in such a ridiculous way. And Mark Summers was clearly aware of that because then afterwards he explained, it's just a year. And he was so proud of that. Yeah. Yes, it's a year. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Um. We only get one physical challenge during this part. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of weird. They're throwing hands, like gloves, I guess, that are filled with something. It looks like uh, jello yeah. again. <laughs> right. But they call it dishman hands, and they have to throw these hands into a bowl, and the mom is the one throwing them, and she sucks. She was so bad. <laughs> uh, I wrote, they sucked at this challenge. Thank goodness for brains. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of easy to gloss over this first part because it was just a lot of questions. And yeah. the red team, the granite toast, gets the dub with $350. Yeah, um, I wrote down nothing other than dishman hands, granite <laughs> toast wins. <laughs> um, I wrote down stuff about the prizes that the killer kellers get. Yeah. They, they get 100 bucks. <laughs> well, they had 75 and it gets rounded up to 100 They're like, you poor people. Here you go. <laughs> they get... Uh, like an audio system or a CD player of some sort. Yeah. And my God, <laughs> the people, the models, Robin and who, who is the black dude? I don't know what his, his name, name was. You know, Katie's um, kind of racist. She doesn't pay attention to everything. I'm going to say it is, uh, I want to say it was like Chris. Okay. Anyways, he's dancing horribly. Yeah. It's Chris. <laughs> Chris is dancing horribly. Uh, and Katie was all about what Robin was doing, though. Which was just looking at him and being like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that part? Uh, I do not remember her facial expression, so I can't comment. Do you remember the dancing? Uh, vaguely. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were both cracking up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing about Sarah is that she loves reaction videos. <laughs> Like, I do. With a passion. Yes. And I was saying you guys should have recorded yourselves watching the episode because you had so many comments and your reaction was great. You laughed a lot. You were <laughs> rewinding parts. You were talking about Robin's reaction. It was wonderful to sit here and listen to you guys do that. We'll have to do a bonus episode sometime where we watch something live or yeah, do yeah, it. A just scary, for Sarah. A scary movie. <laughs> Uh, no, it has to be 90s TV uh, still. You can make it a scary TV show if you just want to see me scream and cry. We could do a live one for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's not scary. So okay. Granite Toast wins. We go on to the brawn competition. And the competition starts with them wearing these like giant diapers to squash water balloons on a <laughs> yeah. conveyor belt. Or not a conveyor belt. They're just like going down a slide. Yeah. And the red team, again, the red team, the mustache on this guy, the dad. <laughs> Niels was Niels. his name. <laughs> not Neil. Niels. Yeah. Niels. His name was Niels. Wow. Like Niels Bohr. Niels. That's the only other Niels I can think of is <laughs> Niels Bohr. Yep. So they win this and they are the space cadets from Jacksonville. They're facing off against the gruesome Grindles, and we won't hear much from them, really. No, they didn't do much of anything. No. There is two challenges in this one. The Cookie Factory 
where Mark asked them to toss their cookies. <laughs> they were bad at it. They were. <laughs> it was basically like cookies would come out. Like it looked like kind of Oreo. Yeah, they looked like Oreos. And then you had to put a really liquidy frosting on them and then put the cookie pieces together so that it was a sandwich. Yeah. And then the other person had to toss, toss them. And they were bad at both parts. Yeah. The girl especially was bad at throwing them. I think Mark Summers says that she was trying to throw them too quickly. Yeah. But she got none. Yeah. She, she wasn't even close. Time. She was trying to like throw every cookie. Like you could let some go. Yeah. <laughs> the second one was what I thought was the hardest challenge that I've seen, or at least that I saw today. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the balloon carrying one. Yeah. That was super hard. I thought that they needed a little more time for that one. Was that a, that a 30 second challenge? They're or all 30 seconds. They're all 30 seconds? Yeah. It seemed to go by really fast, but it didn't seem fair for that one. Yeah, no, they spent almost the entire time trying to hook a balloon on this, like, chain. And once they finally got it, I think they had, like, six seconds left to try to get it to the end. And They almost did. Yeah, they got close, but it pops. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yep. And then that's the last physical challenge, right? For that, yeah, for the bronze versus the bronze. So the red team, again, wins. This is the Space Cadets. And the Gruesome Grindles win a different CD player than the (laughs) other people won. (laughs) But it looks almost the same. Oh, God. So they had two physical challenges, and the Brains had one physical challenge. Yes. Okay. Which I think is pretty standard. I think it's usually like two physical challenges, right? Uh, I think it just depends on the show. One of the things that uh, I was reading, like the producers say, is they didn't want it the show to be set up in a way where you knew when the physical challenges were going to come. Hmm. They wanted it to be like, it could happen at any time. It could be after the first question, be uh, t- t- 10 minutes in. They wanted people to be watching the whole time just in case Got it. something came. So that's kind of how they set things up. So then we go to the championship Granite Toast versus Space Cadets. Yes, Granite Toast still wearing red, which bodes well for them since red won both of the earlier ones. Yeah. And Space Cadets in blue. Uh, The first challenge is like they're spinning like a wheel or something to – I didn't even get that one. Yeah, they were trying to spin a wheel – it was like they were raising water or something to pour on the other people. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a weird one. It's not important. <laughs> Regardless, Red Team, Granite Toast wins. Let's talk about how much this team knows. Tell me the Spanish explorer who named Florida. We'll bring you up to $300. Ponce de Leon. $300 is on your side of the board. Now, Space Cadets. It's brains versus brawn. They're not even giving you a chance to take the physical challenge, are you? Well, give us a chance. We'll, we'll hope they give you a chance. We'll get back over there. They just, we we thought they should have been daring the other team so that they could just get more money. Yes. More so money. they're the brains. They are yeah. the brains team. It's the brain team. And yes. like they fucking, they had $400 before we even got to the first challenge. Yeah, they were answering questions just like right off the bat. And there's no way that the other team was going to know half of them. They could have doubled their money. Yeah, they could have mm-hmm. made a lot more money. Uh, <laughs> they get their, they get ch- a challenge at tic-tac-toe. They fail. Uh, yeah. Basically. At this ahead. point, though, it's $400 to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the space cadets finally get control because 
the granite toast doesn't win tic-tac-toe where they had to like throw stuff at balloons and pop them they were bad yeah unfortunately for the space cadets they get control there and the buzzer beeps and it's the round is over so but hey they got some money is that the only time they get money no no so they had $150 at one point. Yeah. Is that how much they ended up with? I didn't write um, it down. They ended up with like 250 or 350 Okay. One of the questions that the red team didn't get, though, is what state has the shortest coastline? And the answer was New Hampshire, which is where they're from. Uh, Mark Summers thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept mentioning they know everything else, but they didn't know this one. And they're from there. <laughs> it's like he was relieved that they finally missed one. Right. I was also relieved when this happened. Yeah. It was literally just like red team, red team, red team, question, question, question. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah, yeah it was. That family's awesome. He's like, they should be on Jeopardy, which I think the dad probably could. Or the yeah. mom seemed to know a lot, too. Yeah. They were both. I couldn't tell which of them. It's not the kids. <laughs> the mom was the one who got the Latin question, yeah. right? And she was like, just, mm, yes, I studied Latin in high school. I remembered it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, they got to a thousand dollars, which was legit. That's that's tough to do when you're talking about twenty five dollar and fifty dollar questions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mark yeah. kept asking, "How do you know that?" And the dad was like, "I don't know. I just knew." Essentially, <laughs> right? He watched something about Eskimo pies or heard it on NPR. Yeah, and all things considered, he's like, "I was just driving and I listened to NPR. There's no things considered, and they talked about the creation of Eskimo pies." <laughs> uh, yep. So the Space Cadets, they lose, obviously, but they don't go empty-handed. They win an really old-school Apple computer. Yep. (laughs) And then some BK shoes, Mm -hmm. which I didn't remember, but Drew remembered. I remember BK shoes. And then some Soft Lips chapstick. I don't remember Soft Lips. I have some Soft Lips in my ski pants. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's the chapstick that I have in there, but that's the only one that I have. Does it work? It's fine. I just need <laughs> chapstick while I'm skiing, and that's for some reason what I put in those pants. <laughs> so then we go to the obstacle course. How are the brains going to do? Are they going to get it? Are they going to be just like the troopers? We'll see. Uh, obstacle number one this time is the New Lake Double Dare, where they can win a sports package by Regent. Yeah, with a ball that floats for <laughs> hitting, like a baseball thing. Yeah, tennis. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> and then we have the kid wash, where the prize is singalodeon, and they say in Japan it's karaoke. In the good old USA, it's singalodeon. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third obstacle is the Gak Geyser, and they can win a ping pong table. And quick side note: Do you know why they decided to name the stuff Gak? No. Mm-mm. It is a slang term for heroin. That's why they decided? What? That's what some of the some <laughs> of the writers and stuff were like, we're going to sneak this in there. Oh. Wow. It is a slang term for heroin. I had a lot of gack <clears throat> growing up. I, I also had <laughs> I also had the phloem. Oh, uh, I had phloem. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Oh, God. So, <laughs> gack guys are <laughs> ping pong table. Yep. Then we have the shark. And they can win a mountain bike. Pretty straightforward. That was a nice bike. The shark, though, was one of the harder challenges where you have to dig for the flag in the shark's mouth. Yeah, you had to get in there. Yeah. Uh, Then we have Das Blimp. (laughs) And they kind of get shafted here. Like, the other team 
who came in second got an Apple computer, they can win a word processor. <laughs> right. Which I have never used a word processor in my life. I don't even know if I've seen one in real life. Me either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> then we have the blue plate special, and they can win a Zenith camcorder, the kind that sits on your shoulder because it's so big. Yes, that's what I had. <laughs> we so had fun. one too. Ours wasn't the VHS tape. It still had the smaller one that I can't remember what it's called. But like the one you insert into yeah. the frame later? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, we didn't have those frames though. Oh. No. We just would plug the um, camcorder into the mm. TV or something. We had the VHS one. Those, those, yeah. Yeah, those were good. And then you have to write on it what it was. Like, well, yeah. 12, 9, 93. <laughs> I made so many movies, I just taped over family videos and everyone Uh-oh. got angry. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oops. Um, number seven is the Low Hurdles. And they could win a trip to fabulous Club Med. In the Bahamas. Ooh. Which okay. was, when this came up, Drew and I just started cracking up. Because Club Med was just, like, so 90s. See, reaction video. That would have been great. (laughs) You'll just have to take our word for it, I guess. Or Sarah's word for it. Yes. It was hilarious. They were dying. (laughs) Yep. And then we have the big bowl. And the prize here is also a minivan. Not a Dodge minivan this time. It's a Mercury. Yeah. 1993 Mercury Villager. (laughs) It so, looks the same. I thought it was the yeah, same band. It, it looked like the exact same clip even. Yeah. They're angular. Very angular. Yep. <laughs> so they go through the obstacle course. The mom is very like delicate and careful about everything. Like she could have really screwed this up for them. But luckily they do win. And they even have like a little bit of time to spare too. So Yay! they win it all. They answered all the questions to get a thousand dollars in game two i don't even remember what they got in game one. Oh yeah i don't think they got anything because they they were just going on to the next thing i don't think so they were getting money they got their money it was 350 bucks okay so but they're gonna get that plus the thousand yeah so 1350 yeah 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 (laughs) and then this prize package which i don't think they said how much this one was worth but the best part was they also won a trophy yes and we had questions about the trophy. Specifically, do they still have it? Yes. And I hope they do. Like, I want to find this family. I just want to contact them in some way. I might try. They definitely have it. If you were on a game show like that and you won something, wouldn't you keep it? I would think For so. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, or they sold it on eBay. I guess, yeah. I feel like those are your only two options. <laughs> Is it going to be like a family heirloom? Oh. Although uh, yes. I would have thought that the aggro crag pieces would oh, yeah. be kept. And those are showing up on eBay all the time. Okay. God. Hmm. So brains won. Yep. And then oh, yeah. we get the two best things <laughs> of any of these episodes. First, we get Mark Summers after he gives them the trophy. He's asked the dad, do you have anything you want to say? There's a dramatic pause. <laughs> and it's like... Thanks. <laughs> That's it. Thanks. Anything you folks would like to say? Thanks. Thanks. Which is a good thing to say. <laughs> the mom and... I think the mom and the son or the mom and the daughter say something. I couldn't hear. They were kind of in the background. But then we get the best part. <laughs> An additional family member shows up. A younger one. Probably why... 
this child wasn't playing. What's your name? Emily. <laughs> uh, and that was basically the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. What's well, your they... name, sir? <laughs> Emily. <laughs> then they all jump into the pool and they just tackle Mark Summers into the pool. Yeah, like Mark gets in the pool with them, but the dad, I, I don't know if you guys watch it, it was like a vicious takedown. Yeah. He like throws him down. <laughs> and I feel like Mark is probably like, motherfucker. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> Yep. Oh, God. It was a very dramatic episode. It ended with us laughing hysterically. You're right. We should have recorded that. <laughs> oh, God. It was worth watching like them go through all those questions just to get to that part. I mean, we were really liking the questions, though. All three of us do trivia together every week. So that's kind of our jam a little bit anyway. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it definitely felt more like a trivia show. I yeah. think people watch Double Dare for the physical challenges, right? Yeah, you want so, to see the mess. You want to see the goop. For sure. So it was a little different, but I thought it worked for one episode. Yeah. Yeah, the, what was their name? The Space Cadets? I think they said two words the entire second game. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't get a chance to. The daughter on their team looks so mad. Yeah. (laughs) I would be too if you're there representing, what, Braun? And you don't get to show that at all? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like the formatting was a little problematic because of that. But I don't know what else they would have done. Uh, I guess Brain's had it in this case i want to know if they have more of these episodes like season finales where it's the tournament of i think they do i when i was googling for this one i thought i saw at least one other tournament uh, one other tournament of champions okay i need to find out if it was brains or brawn it seems like brains as long as they're smart that yeah. they can control the whole thing yeah it's interesting and maybe that's what they learned with this because did they say it was the first I, I want to say it was, that. I want to say maybe it was the well no wait if there was ninety three so it was, was ninety three was the last because yeah. <laughs> it ended then okay yeah never mind <laughs> so should we rate sure Sarah you want to go first again or you want to go last this time I'll go last okay I'll go first <laughs> uh, so this episode as we said low on uh, physical challenges but high on trivia and <laughs> high on people named Niels with great mustaches and. <laughs> I'm just amazed that they got a thousand dollars from twenty five and fifty dollar questions. Like they didn't have many like dare double dare. It was like yeah. all the minimum questions. Yes, I thought it was a weak obstacle course for a tournament of champions. Yeah, but I think that they wanted the families to win like more often than that. I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of how they had it set up. Uh, we didn't talk about how the flag didn't even drop from the blimp. Oh right, and Mark's like, just go. <laughs> Yeah, he had to pull like a chain and the flag was supposed to drop and it just didn't. Yeah. But yeah, credit to Mark. He was on top of things. He was watching that as soon as they were in that part of the obstacle. He was like, okay, keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he tells them like what to do throughout. He's really good at instructing them. Yeah, which is yeah. great. It comes down to the second, right? Great host. So great. Uh, I'm going to give this one 3.5 Singalodians out of five. Nice. nice. I thought this one was super entertaining. Like, it's a really long one. This is a double episode. So it was actually, what, 40-some minutes long? Yeah. And the whole second half of it made it worth it. Just the 
granite toast team killing it with the questions. The dad just pulling out this random knowledge about Eskimo pies <laughs> and all this shit. So that was entertaining. The fact that they got to a thousand dollars, like you said, the fact that when they went to the first physical challenge, first and only, right? It was four hundred dollars to zero. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> um, the prizes again, awesome. They win. The answers to, um, do you have anything else to say? Thanks. And what's your name, sir? Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Killed me. This has to be four trips to Club Med out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Okay. I also really liked this episode. I liked it more than the one we watched before because it kind of turned out differently than I expected. I remember thinking that the producers were probably frustrated that they were not getting to the physical challenges. Yeah, you kept commenting on that while we were watching it. Yes. (laughs) I was just like, oh my God, it's basically like watching Jeopardy, which came (laughs) up. Uh, But I thought as an audience member, it was really entertaining to watch. The things you mentioned, hilarious. I am giving this four out of five Emilys. (laughs) (laughs) Poor, poor Emily. I hope that... Shmi lived it down. (laughs) (laughs) So that is all we have for the episodes. Do we have some more facts? Oh, we do. (laughs) Oh, we do. Like, for instance, did you know, much like with Home Improvement, (laughs) there is a board game for Double Dare. Really? Really? I'd like both of you to come on over here for a moment. Okay. I have not watched this video. It's a very bold attempt to try to bring the game into your home. I was pleasantly surprised. It comes with a bunch of crap. Uh, instructions, thank God. Uh, <laughs> fucking questions. And I mean a crap ton of questions. And uh, <laughs> physical challenges that you use by putting these various objects together in a variety of ways. It's actually pretty ambitious and almost impressive, though I just have no idea oh, what to make of Oh, those kinds of question it. things with uh, the red filter? Uh, yeah. I remember I that. Demo this. Like, I don't want to wear this. I don't even know what it is. Uh, so <laughs> what what? is that? Um, what, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I have an idea. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like to fit dogs. It does make a pretty good toy for them, though. See, see it doubles as a dog toy. The Did reviewer's you know? putting the anyway. contraption on his dog. Wow. Okay. Anyway. That was a thing. (laughs) The game on Board Game Geek says it's two to six players. For playing time, it says two minutes. What? Yep. Uh, If it's, yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's all I'm going to say on that. (laughs) Uh, I want to kind of, are there any to buy in the market? Let's see. No one has any listings. Sad. Anyway, there's a board game. Um, the other thing I want to say is that since Double Dare has ended, Mark Summers has actually hosted several offshoots of Double Dare, uh, including one in Philly that he does called Dunkle Dare, which is during Philadelphia Beer Week. Ooh, oh. let's go. <laughs> yep, so it says, so what is Dunkle Dare? Well, Dunkle is a term used to describe dark German beer. Double Dare's regular trivia is replaced by beer trivia. The physical challenges remain, and the host is none other than Mark Summers. That would be awesome. Yep, it's a two-night event that happens. and the I don't know if it still goes on. It premiered in 2011. Mm-hmm. 
they were commissioned to uh, replicate the iconic nose prop that was filled with mm-hmm. gack. Uh, so they came and they put like this together, and he gets to he gets to do it. It's it's great. Wow. Uh, they're building a six foot piece of Swiss cheese for grabbing flags out of a pair of birdcage helmets for cramming chocolate covered chickens into <laughs> a foam brick wall for brewers to ride a tricycle through the frozen huh. trike thing, a stack of four foot wide pancakes, high five hand costumes, the giant nose. Mark Summers said he was deeply involved in the whole process from conception to completion. And yeah, that's great. Wow. That sounds fun. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, he, after he quit this, which I'll get into in a second, after he quit Double Dare, uh, he ended up working for Lifetime and then he moved on to the Food Network where he hosted Unwrapped, which I don't know if that's still on with him, but it was on for like 13, 17 years, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a really long running wow. show. And he still does like producing of shows at the Food Network and some other stuff like that. Hmm. But my last little bit here is, uh, a lot of people don't know that he quit the show. Double Dare. He quit it when he was working a lot in Philly and New York and Orlando and doing appearances when he wasn't taping the show and he was going around everywhere. And he said that one day his son, who was 10 or 11 at the time, came up to him and said, how come you're always with other kids every weekend, but not us? What? And he put in his resignation the next day. Oh, oh my God. Nice. It's sad, but nice. It's sad that his son said that. <clears throat> Right. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> but it's nice that he did that. Did that. Yeah, yeah. And he just so quickly. resigned the next day. Wow. Mark Summers, I'm going to join the fan club. Yeah, he's a fan of Eminem. <laughs> uh, he, 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 there's a thing about his favorite music. Like, I like the Doobie Brothers, James Taylor. I like Eminem, so yeah, wow. whatever. Nice. <laughs> there you go. I, I read so much about Mark Summers today, <laughs> and I'm a big fan, and I just want to, you know, I want to meet him now. Yeah. Did you read about the documentary about him? Uh, I did. It's by the guy who wrote this book I have. Oh. The book is Slimed by Matthew Clickstein, and he directed this documentary called On Your Mark, and it's about his life and also the development of his one-man theater show, but it has interviews with, like, Neil Patrick Harris, Ryan Seacrest, Guy Fieri, Seth Green, and I guess it came out on, like, the circuit. I don't know if it's out like to buy in October 2017. So not that long ago. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he write a book too? He did write a book. And I think in it, he talked about like his OCD and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I saw that there were performances of the book. So people reenacting his life. Oh, really? Which would be interesting. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of stuff has come from him and his career. Seems like a good dude. He does. I like him a lot. <laughs> Even with his gray hair now and he's older, it's okay. <laughs> You're still one of the people that's like, hey. Hey, Mark. Here's, here's my, my number. Here's Call my me. Number. Here's my address. Here's when I'm home alone. <laughs> anything, uh, anything else about uh, Double Dare, ladies? I don't think so, other than the fact that I watched it all the time growing up. And it's so weird to watch it now as an adult. Like, it seems very much the same, but then you pick up on different things that you definitely didn't notice as a kid, like how the audience was so small and you just, as a kid, thought it was gigantic. And the questions now as an adult are so different. Like, when I was watching it as a kid, I was like, these are just all, like, 
these are really hard questions. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but now looking back, I'm like, no, they're just legitimately hard questions. <laughs> like these are not questions that people should know the answers to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> watching it, it's how I feel when I watch what like American Ninja Warrior now. It's a smaller scale and it looks fun and I want to try it. I wish they had a place where you could go and just, you know, I would pay money to go through the obstacle course. I think it's called the the board game. <laughs> <laughs> it would be easy to just do your own version of it, right? We could come up with our own challenges yeah, and have trivia questions at the ready and just what? play by the rules. You can dare, double dare, and then physical challenge. Maybe we should do that for uh, Drew's birthday this <gasps> summer. Let's contact Mark. Yes. <laughs> Um, I have one last question then for Sarah before we bid her adieu. Yes. Were there any game shows that you particularly wanted to be on? Like, was there a specific one you wanted to be a part of? This is embarrassing, but I watched like the adult game shows, quote unquote, with my parents. So even in the 90s, I wanted to be on Wheel of Fortune. Same. Still do. My mom (laughs) was really good at it. And (laughs) I feel like... I would be good at it. So, yeah, I have to go with Wheel of Fortune. I was really good at the Nintendo 64 version. There was a Nintendo... Oh, I see what you're saying. I had a handheld one. Like, the handheld... Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. It was fun. I still (laughs) play it on the computer sometimes. And it's harder than it is on TV. So it's good practice. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Please take out all the vocal fry. Anytime I do that, (laughs) just delete it. <laughs> I don't have very good editing skills, so sorry. Well, then I should apologize to everybody listening. <laughs> nice. It was my first time. Thanks, guys. Uh, so that wraps it up for us for Double Dare. Next week, we will be going into Sista Sista. Yeah, TGIF, our second TGIF show, the first having been Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And we'll put whatever episodes we decide to talk about on our social media, which is TFGIF podcast, basically everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So follow us there. And if you want to help us out and reach more people, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes, wherever, Stitcher. I don't know where else you can review, but those (laughs) two definitely. (laughs) Or you could just tell people to listen to us. Or that. Yeah. Or both. Billboards. Yeah, someone, some, yeah, that's how that's how people find podcasts. Like, I need billboards. Get three billboards. People pay attention. Three billboards outside. What is that, what is that movie? Billings or Ed, is it Billings? Ed Ed Missouri. Eddings. We watch high class movies. movies. <laughs> never seen it. Yeah, never it's seen. really good. It's really good. Oh goodness! All right. All right. Well, until next Friday. Bye. bye.